Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline, and I'm here to tell you, it's the Darkest Timeline. I can categorically say that's true, and I'm going to prove it to you with this podcast. Today's podcast features what makes you angry. Well, no, it features what makes me angry, but maybe it'll also make you angry. Going to a gig... Possibly the first one of the year. Um, Children activities and are they a disaster? And uh, yeah, no, no movies, no TV. Computer games, yes, computer games. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Uh, Yeah. Share the podcast around, people. That's the one. Share the podcast around. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the darkest timeline. Hello. How you doing? Are you all right? Are you well? Not 100% not 100% sure how this one's going to go, if I'm honest. Um, had that sort of realisation the last couple of days, probably dealing with some kind of depression. Um, which, I can say at this point, reflects in the fact that not only is there no... TV to talk about. Common theme for a while. Somebody recommended a TV show for me to watch. And I I, I started out with like, oh, there we go. That's like a suggestion for a TV show to watch. I can watch it and talk about it on the podcast. For the life of me, cannot remember what the recommendation was. Um, So still no TV. No movie this week. And I'll talk about that in the movie section as to why that is. Um, I could talk about the film that my children watched at the weekend, but I didn't see it all. So, uh, yes. Um, had a few realisations recently. One of those realisations being... Probably dealing with um, some sort of some form of depression at the moment. Um, honestly, in some ways, it snuck up on me. Honestly, in some ways, the kind of oh, that kind of realization. Um, yeah, sort of. Fairly miserable. Um, so that's one realisation. Another realisation. Um, this is not a new one. But it's one that's been reinforced. Um, probably need to do something about my anger. Uh, like I say, not a new one. Um...
Let me tell you some stories. Not all, not all. The first half, let's, let's go with that. The first half of the podcast is going to be a lot around this sort of subject. Um, last Wednesday, I went... No, let me say it. Last Wednesday, I took um, my my two younger children out at some point during the day to go somewhere to do something. I don't even. I don't think it was even remotely exciting. I think we went to a shop. In fact, you know what it was. We went to two shops, and we queued in one of the shops. And ended up leaving because there was one person working the till and doing everything else. And they were completely swamped. And my son needed to go to bed, so we just completely abandoned the whole situation. So, I was annoyed for a variety of different reasons. And against the clock, which was, you know, kind of my fault, kind of the fault of the situation, etc. So, we all piled back into the car, we set off, heading home, against the clock. Um, I entered a, now then, let me, I want to get this right, one, two, three, four, five, I'm going to say five, but I had it in my head as six. Let me just do a recount. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, I know why I I had it in my head as six, because it is six. But anyway, I'll get it. So, it's a six-lane roundabout. Can we all be clear on this one? A six-lane. Lane roundabout is not a small roundabout. Yes? Uh, One of the lanes that comes off the roundabout goes off into two lanes. Um, Two of the lanes that come on or off the roundabout are one's a up and one's a down. It's 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 not a mini roundabout, people. Go on to the roundabout off home just about to pull onto the street and my youngest daughter says to me daddy why did you shout out the window i said what 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 do you mean why did i shout out the window she was like you you shouted out the window why did you do that i said i don't think i shouted out the window did i shout out the window She was like, you shouted out the window, why? I'm like, I don't think that's true. She was like, you you shouted out the window, why did you do it? I was like, okay, let's say, hypothetically, that I did shout out the window. Let's, Let's talk hypothetically. Let's say that 
we were going round a six-lane roundabout. And somebody decided to take a non-road legal vehicle, use vehicle in the loosest possible terms, and enter the same six-lane roundabout. And because the vehicle of choice was not a road legal vehicle, they had no way to inform anybody of their intentions to continue going round said six-lane roundabout. So, when they continued round the roundabout, swerving in front of the car in front of us, causing that car to slam on its brakes, causing me to slam on my brakes to avoid an accident with two children in the car, and said person in said non-road legal vehicle just carried on about their day like it was completely normal I may have felt it necessary to educate that person as to the fact that they may want to reconsider some of their life choices and in fact vehicle choices etc etc as I maybe that was the situation um, now it was one of those situations where if I was a different kind of parent I'd have fired off the oh and uh, don't tell your mother but I'm not that kind of parent you should never ever use that phrase because you shouldn't be ashamed of the stuff that you do I wasn't ashamed of what I did and I'll tell you what actually happened so going around a six lane roundabout there's a little car in front of me and then there's me now i didn't see what happened until it had happened so all i saw was going around the roundabout we're about to exit the roundabout to go down uh, one of the lanes and the car in front of me slammed all on and i went oh no i'm about to go into the back of the car in front of me i slammed all on Things in the car go flying. Presumably, my children are shaken in their seats. At which point, I see at the front of the car in front of me emerge a person on a mobility scooter. Now, that is absolutely not the vehicle. The vehicle to be on a six-lane roundabout. So they carry on their merry way, just completely oblivious to the fact that there are other human beings in the world, and the fact that they absolutely should not be doing what they're doing. Car in front of me sets off to come off the roundabout, and as I set off, I roll the window down, and shouted, get off the road, at said person. Now, I want to make things clear here. I wasn't angry in this situation. I was 
disappointed and felt this person may or may not have needed an education of the kind of if there had been an accident because bearing in mind there was a car behind me I'd slam full on so all it would have taken is for the car behind to go to be going a little bit too quick goes into the back of me I go into the back of the car in front and that car then goes into the complete idiot then we're all in a bad way aren't we because somebody decided i've got a great idea i'm going to take this non-road legal vehicle and drive it round a roundabout that's one of the biggest ones in the city we live in i wasn't angry i was disappointed in that person's terrible life choice So, if that's not how you make me angry, let's see if we find a different way. Um, I had all children on, I'm going to say Friday. Let's go with Friday. So, not to date this, but today is the 6th of November, and if anybody can remember their rhymes from school, uh, yesterday was bonfire night. I have had to accept that once bonfire night has basically come and gone, then it's a free for all for the 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 c word. No, not that one. Um, and that's that's kind of that. Uh, I said to my children, I was like, what do you want to do? Um, my, my son was at nursery, so it was just me and the three girls. I was like, what do you guys want to do? Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to draw. Oh, I want to colour. Oh, I want to do this. I was like, yeah, but what do you actually want to do? And then at one point, they came, they came to me and they're like, we want to go to the park at the designer outlet. Reason being, the weather was terrible, so we weren't going to any parks. However, park at the designer outlet is covered, so you can go over there whenever you want, however you want, all that good stuff. I said, hey, that's a great idea, let's do that. We all pile in the car. Drive over to the designer outlet, we get there, me being the silly, silly, silly man that I am, I went in the wrong lane as we were entering the car park. And I then relayed this to my eldest and everyone else in the car. Oh dear, daddy's gone in the wrong lane. Do you remember the last time I went in the wrong lane? And we had to drive around the entire building to get back to the start of the car park situation so that we could park properly. Oh yes, we remember that. Oh ha 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 ha. Oh, Dally, you're so silly. So we're in the wrong lane. We're going the wrong way. And we come around a corner and I go, what the actual F is this? Designer outlet car park is, for want of a better way, putting it, it's terrible. It's got a terrible design. It's got a terrible one-way system. And once you're in it, you can't get out of it. Um, and... To utilise as much space as possible, they have 
uh, one type of parking and another type of parking and parent and child and disabled and if you get into one you can't get out and all of this and then they realise that there are time, certain times when they don't have enough parking so they turn part of the road into additional parking we come around the corner and the additional parking is full now initially I go that seems very strange yes admittedly half term however it's the designer outlet nobody comes here because it's a complete waste of time space energy etc shortest version is you're not getting anything at a discounted price everything is actually the same or in a lot of cases more expensive than elsewhere if you want a coffee you're going to pay more for a coffee there than anywhere else um did i recount the story of being charged one pound 60 for a baby chino uh you know it's all that sort of stuff nobody goes to the designer outlet for the reason that it was designed it's like a a distant i was gonna say relative but i don't feel that work just a distant shot away from you know actual shopping so i'm like hang on a minute this is just a this is just a glitch this is i'm too lazy to drive around the car park i'm just going to park here because these are legitimate spaces we go around the next corner okay if that's the case why are these spaces full as well hmm something is afoot at circle k we go around the next corner we go past a multitude of different car parking areas and they're all full and i'm like is there something happening at the designer outlet today that we don't know about now i have already committed to we were going around anyway because i needed to get into the other lane and be slightly better prepared so that's what we did we went all the way around the outside where we found cars parked on the grass down the main road leaving the designer outlet and i'm like oh this is a bad sign so start again start in the right lane i'm like okay maybe it's one of those situations that the parent and child spaces are empty because the people who are here don't have parent it's not a parent child situation and the those spaces are empty because people haven't parked in them ha 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 aren't i funny so we drive down to the parent and child spaces where they are queuing to get in and somebody was butchering a parking maneuver as we drove past so i was like okay small problem can't get in there the next entire section is disabled parking and now we're back heading out you cut out the entire like area and you're back on your way out i was like okay something's weird here let's go to the little car park that we saw when we went around the first time because that little car park had spaces so we'll just go there park up yeah we'll have to walk a bit further who cares it's a bit of a walk job done so this is we're now on our third time of going round. okay here we go 
we're going around, we're getting in the first lane, the quote-unquote incorrect lane, to go around again, and then I read on the road, it's like uh, buses and coaches and, and it's either taxis or minibuses or something like that, this way, I was like, oh wow, we went the wrong way the first time, oh, that means we're now going to have to go this way, okay, well, maybe there's some parking down here, no, no, there wasn't parking down there. The fourth time. So, we go around, and as we're coming back out, going out again, let's not forget. I was like, hey, there's a lot of spaces in this car park here. All we have to do is work our way back to this car park here. And take some of these many, many spaces. Okay, so let's start again. We're going for time number four now. So we're getting to time number four. We go uh, in the second lane. Drive past all the parent child stuff. Drive past all the disabled stuff. And I went, are oh, you mother? That's the park and ride car park. And as I know from experience, if you park in a park and ride car park and you are not parking and or riding... Yeah, you're going to get a parking ticket. Yeah, we're, we're heading back out now, aren't we? I was like, hang on a minute. Bear in mind, we're on about the third time of me saying if we have to go around again, we're leaving and we're just going to go somewhere else. I was like, look. Let's just try one of these car park bits. So we made a left turn just before exiting. We go in and I was like, hey, there's a space right here. Cars either side weren't packed amazing. I've got three kids in the car. I'm like, uh, if we can make it work, we can make it work. If we can't, we'll go and find somewhere else. As it was, we made it work. I was like, cool. Now we're parked. Let's go and see if I can get a coffee so you guys can play in the park and I can do what I my version of playing the park, which is drink coffee. So we uh, we step through the first set of doors we can find to get into the designer outlet. And I go, what is happening here? The place is carnage. The only way I can describe it is as if the shops at the designer outlet were giving everything away for free. That's the only way I can describe it. It was like... The videos you see of Black Friday sales in America. It was carnage. I go and I look at a board and I was like, okay, we're here. Look for the nearest coffee shop to where we are. We'll just go there. I'll get a coffee and we'll get the F out of here. I was like, right. Nero's is there. Starbucks is there. We're close to Nero's. In fact, I can see Nero's from here. Let's go. And the whole time I'm like, what is happening? What's going on? I'm voicing this to the three children I brought with me. I'm like, what is happening here? What is going on? My eldest is like, well, it's half term, isn't it? I was like, this isn't half term. Half term is not, let's all go to the designer outlet. I don't understand what's happening. There is something weird going on. Are they giving it all away for free? And as we walk into Nero's, my eldest goes, there's your reason right there. I turned and I looked and I went, you God, 
not not God. You 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 darned people. You, oh you cheeky scamps, with your Christmas tree on the second of November. Christmas is like seven weeks away. It's the best part of two months away at that point in time. But you've got your Christmas tree up with your Nero's decorations on. Yeah. That was around about the point that I was like, this this is not okay. This is not acceptable. This is not this is not fine. We haven't even had bonfire night. Something I found interesting was I voiced my opinion to a group of other people at one point about this entire situation. I was talking about how awful it was, about how busy it was, about the fact that people were, have now switched over to being completely rude as opposed to just majority of the time rude. Now it's like you, you're about to steal the only gift that they're buying that year for the only person they care about. Um... I was voicing all of this, and somebody said to me, I think you need to just let it go and just get over it and just accept the fact that this is a thing. And I was like, I have already accepted the fact that once Bonfire Night has been and gone, it's basically that time of the year. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I've had to come to accept it. Now what you're saying is I have to go go back another week. I'm I'm already in a position where I'm sick and tired of seeing book your Christmas party in July for someone to then turn around and go, well, you've got to get it booked in July because you're going to miss out otherwise. The level of corporate greed is, it, it, it's just gone too far now. And we can all agree... That's a thing. Every single person I speak to at the moment talks non-stop about corporate greed. How much money is too much money? You'll never be able to spend all that money. 1% of the population have got 99% of all the wealth and blah, 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 blah. And it's weird how everybody just accepts it. So, if that's not what makes me angry, and believe me it is, What could it be? Okay, so. As I mentioned, uh, all the children for a few days. um, So I was like, okay, we need an activity. Lance sent me a message at one point. Um, I feel like it was... Hmm... Doesn't matter when it was. Doesn't matter what day. There's no importance to the story. What's important to the story is what happened. She sent me a message. She was like, why don't you try and go to the cafe that we like to go to? Because they've got activities on. They've got um, a scarecrow situation going on where they've made a load of scarecrows. And I think there was some sort of... They'd hidden, partially hidden the scarecrow. So there was like a, like a scarecrow hunt. Also, cafe. Get a drink. Get a bit of cake. And I had even prepared people. I was like, oh, maybe you want to save some room for a bit of cake. Uh, my eldest worked out where we were going quite quickly. Even my middle daughter worked out where we were going reasonably quickly. Uh, my youngest thought we were going to... My youngest daughter thought we were going to Wacky Warehouse. 
Uh, boy, was she going to be disappointed. So, off we set on our merry way. I'm excited. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was excited because I wanted a piece of cake. Secondly, I was like, I'm interested to see what the uh, what the scarecrows look like because I'd seen some stuff on uh, on the old fish book. So I'm like, oh, you know, this is going to be good. This is going to be fine. This is going to be great. We pull around. There's a big. Um, it's one of those things. There's like a caravan park. There's never really been an issue. Uh, and then there's a long drive, not drive as in a long time in the car. There's just a driveway. Uh, it's quite narrow. You got to do a bit of um, cross. The, you know, if there's a car coming the other way, you're in a bit of a pickle kind of situation. It's quite long, uh, but then you get there and you pack up. As we got to the place, there was a big caravan car situation pulling in. And I was like, well, that doesn't affect us, so I'm not bothered by it. As I, I presume they're going to come over to one side and I'm going to come over to the other side. And I can probably go around them, to be fair. There's plenty of room. And that's what I did. And that's where things became a problem. I get to the gate. Gate is open. However, there is a traffic cone. Like a quarter of the way in the road so not in the middle it was over to the left quarter of the way and i stop dead and i go well what does that mean like is the cone there intentionally if the cone was there intentionally why is it not in the middle like is it one of those situations where some you know scrotes have put it there and thought it was hilariously funny are they closed? If they're closed, why is the gate open? What is this situation? And it was very much a, oh, I need to make a decision quickly because I've got three children dependent on me, the supposed adult, to make a decision. What do I do? And I went, right, I'm going to work on the principle that that's been put there by mistake. And if it's there intentionally, we'll find out shortly. I jump out of the car. I walk, and as I get out of the car, I turn back into the car. I say, oh, and now there's a car coming behind us. I walk round the front of the car. I walk over to the traffic cone. I pick it up. I move it over to one side and go, you know, a good one of those with the hands. I've, I've made an adult decision. I turn. I head to go back and get in the car. And as I'm about to get in the car, the car behind beeped its horn. Now then, a few things go through my mind. One is, oh, maybe the person in the car behind knows something I don't. Maybe they know that that cone is there for a reason and I'm about to get into trouble for moving it. They're going to be like, oh, you, why did you move that cone? Another option is um, maybe they're about to say, um, oh, you know, what's the situation here? What's the deal with the cone? Should you have moved the cone? You know, maybe there's a werewolf down there. 
Another option is, you know, the other option, let's say. Now, if the car had been an Audi or a BMW or a Mercedes or the like, I'd have probably gone with option number three. But it wasn't. It was a smart car. It was a little, like a red and grey, not the colours important, but it was a smart car. It was a tiny little car. And I was like, eh, I'm not expecting somebody who drives a smart car to be like, what the F are you doing, numbnuts? Get out of the goddamn way. So, I'm like, well, they've got the window down. And they're clearly trying to get my attention. I will go and speak to said person. The person was um, not elderly, but older than me, lady. And by the time I started walking over, they were signalling. And I was like, oh, they want to talk to me. They want to have a conversation. So I walk over. They've got the window down. I'm like, you've beeped your horn. You clearly want my attention. And as I get to the window, the person said, can I get past... Oh, sorry, it, it was option three, wasn't it? You believe that you are more important than me and mine and everyone else in the world, and I am just clearly in your way because I've decided to take time out of my day to go to a place where we've both arrived and just be in the way. But you haven't got time to work out any of the things, like the fact that I've just spent 30 seconds moving a traffic cone out of the way. No, you don't have the time and or patience for that one, do you? So, taking a small breath, I said, I don't know. Can you? Because I've just had to move a traffic cone out of the way that was blocking the path. So, can you get past? Obviously, you know, some small realisation on the person's face and I turn around and walk and get back in the car and obviously as you can expect I had nothing to say about this I didn't say anything that featured a B word or a C word or an other words I certainly didn't say it with a car full of kids I get in the car I jam the car into first gear I released the parking brake, at which point my car starts screaming that it's got an electrical er error, you know, because that's what my car does these days. And I went, I don't give two flying f hoots, because there's somebody behind me that has zero patience, so let's just drive down here so they can get past. Uh... Drove about 10 yards before I realised what the situation was and why there was a traffic cone partially blocking the road because the place, the cafe we like to go to is on the river. And it's uh, it's autumn at the moment in a, in a, in a city that uh, has a large river that floods constantly. Yeah, the entire drive... The entire car park and the surrounding area was completely flooded. I saw this, stopped the vehicle, and was like, well, that's the end of that, kids. I'm real sorry we're not going to be going to get any cake or see any scarecrows. 
Luckily for everybody involved, the person behind, with all the patience in the world, also saw and realised the situation and realised that, like me, it was all a mistake. And they proceeded to reverse their smart car down a drive 10, 15 yards, metres, however you want to say it. And it took us about 10 minutes because apparently having the smallest car in the world means that you have no concept of how to reverse down a straight road. I have never seen anything like it. There were points where I had to just physically stop the car and wait for this person to reverse a tiny car down a straight road. I may or may not have felt slightly vindicated at this point where I was like, you are clearly just a Muppet. Um, going back to the question, what is it that makes me angry? See the last 35 minutes and see if any of that floats your boat. Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about some stuff that doesn't make me angry. Um, I went to what may or may not have been the first gig of the year. Bear in mind, as I keep saying, it's November. Uh, I went to see the band Skindred. Uh, I went to Sheffield, which is not a common haunt for me. I have been to Sheffield before. I've been to Sheffield many times. I haven't been in a while. Um... And I've I've never just driven to Sheffield. Um, in the past, I've got a lot of train action to Sheffield. I don't use train anymore for literally anything. I don't use public transport if I can get away with it. So uh, it was a new experience because I was going to drive, uh, which I did. Got in a really, really hairy um street racing situation um yeah you hear stories about the way these things sort of unfold and i'd heard a story about this situation where you get a car that drives up behind you with uh, either no lights or um like one light driving illegally basically um but they drive right up behind you and once you get out of the way, they've got somebody with them. Um, so you, you know, they, you get out of the way, they drive off. You, you know, resume your position on the motorway, and the car—it's like some kind of acknowledgement that you are engaging in this just, just terribly dumb behaviour. Um, luckily for me, it was at a point in time that I was turning off. I was turning off a, a junction to go onto a different section of motorway. I was like, that's the end of that. I'm driving down and I see a vehicle in the slow lane and I went, hey, I recognise that car and I recognise that number plate. Crap. Uh, and as I coast past at 65 and the car was doing like 55, the car then dropped in behind me and I went, oh no. And then it pulled round to the side of me. And I was like, great. So the car's now in the fast lane. I'm in the middle lane. 
and I was doing, by this point, I had uh, attempted to resolve the situation by just slowing down. I'd slowed down to 50-ish, and that wasn't having the effect, the desired effect. So, I was like, okay, I know exactly what to do in this situation. Let's race. So, I dropped gear, stuck the foot to the floor, accelerated as fast as the car could possibly accelerate. The, uh, the very high-powered, souped-up car next to me was doing the, uh, the thing where it was matching speed but also like like speeding up and slowing down truly showing its power in this situation so uh 50 55 60 the car's going both cars are speeding up going fast 65 66 68 the moment the car reached 70 miles an hour. I indicated left and pulled into the slow lane, at which point the car clearly got bored of me and buggered off. Um, honestly, one of the more um, concerning experiences I've had on the road, just because it's one of those where you literally, as it's raising them, where there's Pretty much nothing you can do about it. You know, there's points where I'm going through my head. I'm like, do I need to make a phone call here? You know, do I need to report this situation to somebody? This is this is a bad situation to be in. However, that was pretty much the 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 most eventful thing on my journey to Sheffield. I arrived in Sheffield. Uh, the original car park that I'd picked to go to, I got to and was like, well, I've no idea I'm getting in here since it's all shuttered up. I had to make a split decision, so I was like, right, just look for the nearest parking sign and follow it. Now, I was in the centre of Sheffield. Uh, finding a parking sign was not difficult. Following it was also not difficult. And finding a multi-storey 24-hour car park, not difficult. The difficulty was as I walked out, having parked the car, and saw how much money they wanted for their time. And I went... I did wonder why this car park was empty when I pulled in. Anyway, these are the things you have to accept sometimes. I went off to meet podcast alum, Mr. Paul Williams, and his good lady wife. Uh, we met up, we went to the venue, so it was at the Lead Mill in Sheffield. Uh, I'm stood there and I was like, I've been to the Lead Mill before, can't remember why, when or what wasn't until I walked in and went, oh, yeah, I remember when we came here. Uh, and I left that one there. Um, we'd, a re we, we'd already had a conversation about how I wasn't particularly bothered about the support I, because I didn't have any clue who the support were. Paul agreed. And he was like, we're not bothered about the support. We'll just go in an hour later. I was like, hey, it means I can stay at home for an hour longer, spend more time with my children, get a load of the jobs done that need doing it's a win-win situation i was like as long as i can get to a merch stand so i can get something for the kids i'm good the queue was still hefty but quick moving so we got in uh, as the first support band were finishing up and all i can say is this number one the base in that place was 
insane. It felt like what I imagine a heart attack feels like. Number two, the first band were just finishing up and they were terrible. Definitely not the sort of music I would have wanted to listen to for more than about the 45 seconds that we heard them. I said to Paul's good lady wife, I have absolutely no idea about the support. Do we know if there's more support? Do we know when Skinned are likely to come on? Etc, etc. She was like, oh, there is another support band listed, a band called Black Gold. I was like, I've never heard of them. Uh, and if the first support band or anything to go by, I am terrified. A little while later, having gone off and found the merch stand where I got the kids each something, we went, we found a really good place to stand, and the band Black Gold came on. Never heard of them, never heard them, well, didn't know what to expect. They were also using the same sort of bass setup, so basically it felt like somebody was punching you in the heart through their entire set. What was lucky for them was they were really good. I really enjoyed them. I, I even looked them up while I was there. I was like, I might have to give these guys an actual listen when I get out of here because they're pretty good. Um, they went off. We were checking the time. People are getting drinks and stuff. Uh, we worked on the principles probably in you know a little while until Skindred came on. Um, they came on and I was saying afterwards, I was like, I think Skindred might be the band I've seen the most now because I've seen them quite a lot. Uh, the other band would be the Wild Hearts. Um, so it might be like a neck and neck situation. I didn't have the time to work it out. Uh, but I've seen them a lot is the short version. Um, so we got into a conversation about like when people had seen bands and stuff. Um, it's one of those things. They are they are up there for me as one of the bands that I've been really into in the last few years. Um, I saw them many, many, many years ago supporting Rob Zombie and couldn't work out why the band who were the support act for Rob Zombie were playing songs that I knew. I was like, hang on a minute, did these guys do that song because I really like that song and you know, again what where I've never seen a band pump a crowd up a support band pump a crowd up like they did the place was jumping by the time Rob Zombie came out uh, and that kind of sold it for me and I've seen them many times since uh, I've enjoyed their albums I will say this their new and latest album not the best for me got some absolutely cracking tracks on it but very much like metallica's last album they released all the good tracks all the singles before they released the album and then the album came out it was a little underwhelming a little too many soft ones for me um they they were great. Um, I filmed uh, various bits of songs so that I could show the the kids where I've been and what I was doing. Um, but they they were really good. Um, one of those things I do I do kind of like leaving a situation like that. Short walk to the car, get in the car, and it is literally the knowledge of it's eleven o'clock at night. I've got an hour's drive. I'm going to put some banging tunes on to make sure I, you know, stay awake, even though I've never really had that as an issue. 
I'm going to get me get myself out on the motorway, and I'm just going to drive with little to no traffic. Now there are a series of roadworks, like on pretty much every motorway in the country. So there's a lot of fifties and forties and variable speed things for a certain amount of it. But there was other points where I was like, "Wow, I'm the only car on the on this section of motorway. There was nothing coming, and there was nothing behind. There was nothing." Nothing in front. I was the only car. Drove on some um, very interesting new motorway stuff that looked like black glass. Never driven on anything like it. It was practically, yeah, like black glass. It was, on one hand, beautiful. And on another hand, I was like, you get this stuff wet and and icy. I think people are going to be in for a bad time. Um, reasonably enjoyable drive back, um, but yes, very good. Uh, I did wonder if they if that might have been my first gig of the year, which in itself not great, uh, especially because um, I did miss out on a gig at the start of the year, um, which I do I do regret. So, um, my eldest had a birthday, uh, and the way that things are being done at the moment, um, it's like if she if she's with me for a birthday, uh, I don't do her a party. That was the situation this year. If she's not with me, I get I, I get the uh, the opportunity to do her a party. Um, so she had a party. And she had some friends, and, and that was that. And I was like, cool. Uh, it just so happens that the week or two after your birthday is a point in time when you're going to be staying for half-term holiday, and there may or may not be a gathering of people in the same place at the same time. It's definitely not a party, but invite your friends. Um, so, basically, uh, she invited one of her friends... Uh, that she spends time with when she's here and she'd also invited a friend that she's met through climbing i invited a load of uh, a load of the adults that we like to get together with and climb with and it definitely wasn't a party it was just a gathering of like-minded people at the same place at the same time with food and cake um so full day of climbing Saturday and about 10 or 15 minutes into the process we got there for doors open um, everybody pretty much everybody was there I knew there was some other people coming at a later point but all of the all the children were there apart from my youngest daughter and my son my son wasn't basically wasn't coming anyway and my youngest daughter was getting dropped off uh, later on so uh, me and my middle daughter, we got we got stuck into some. As a we, she got in, stuck into some uh, hardcore climbing. I was uh, dressed to climb, chalk on my hands. Uh, pretty much never touched a wall the entire time I was there, because I couldn't. Uh, anyway, about ten or fifteen minutes in, uh, I realised that I'd made a terrible mistake. In my head, 
I was fully convinced that this was a fantastic plan and a fantastic idea. And in my head, I had an idea of how it was going to go and how it was going to be. It was going to be wonderful and amazing, fantastic. Problem with the way things are in your head, that's not how reality is. It's not how things go in real life. It's not how things are going to be. And this wasn't. My eldest had decided that she was basically going to abandon the friend that she'd taken with her in favour of spending time with the friend that she's met through climbing. And having said to her, don't bother Uncle Ed to start with because Uncle Ed needs to be doing the climbing. I'm here to supervise you and your friends. So just leave Uncle Ed alone and you do you and yours and then later you can spend some time um, with Uncle Ed. Fully real, full realization that that absolutely was never going to be a thing. Um, and I'm like, this is an absolute disaster. She's got a friend here that she's not engaging with. Um, I can't keep track of everybody because one child wants to go and do this and another child doesn't want to do this and I've got a child who's trying to climb and I'm trying to keep an eye on it and I can't because I haven't got enough eyes and all of this. And I went, this is an, an absolute disaster and it's going to be a mega disaster from the get-go. And I started getting really down and really... <coughs> just there was a point where I was like do I just need to call this now and basically get everybody out of here before this becomes this monumental disaster then I had a realisation the realisation was basically what I've said nothing in your head ever really goes the way it is in your head you get it all in your head and it's going to be fantastic, it's going to be wonderful, everybody's going to have a fantastic time, it's brilliant, great, perfect. And then two minutes in, you're like, well, that's not how I thought it was going to go. It's it's the, it's the worst, it's the end of the world. I was like, maybe, maybe I can change the situation to make it a little bit more like it's working rather than not. I made some changes to the situation and let it play out and unfold and as time went on i was like is this is this working is this okay and i kept checking with people I was like is this all right i was checking checking everybody was getting the opportunity to climb but not too much but make sure you take a break make sure you have a drink did you bring a drink you didn't bring a drink let's get you a drink okay drink sorted carry on kept checking that everybody was fine and nobody had hurt anything and all this and it went on and on and on my middle daughter was absolutely crushing it. And I'm like, I'm so glad that she's got the confidence to get back to it. And really, that she'd done one that she sort of had a bit of a wobble on, but got straight back on another wall, got straight back on another climb. I was like, you are, you are smashing it. Then, my youngest daughter gets dropped off. Another child to add into the mix. And I go... This is too much, it's too stressful, it's too hard to do, I can't do this, I can't do it with... And then she wants to climb and she needs to climb and she's got to get involved and she's going up the wall and it's just so much. But it wasn't too much. 
And as time went on, we started gliding towards lunchtime. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, is anybody actually hungry at this point in time? Bearing in mind, my middle daughter decided to tell me that she wanted her lunch at ten past ten. And I said, what did you have for breakfast? I had a bowl of shreddies. What else did you have? Nothing. Well, that's why you want your lunch at ten past ten. Oh, I was like, come on, let's go and get you a snack. Uh, thinking about things like that, I was like, nobody's going to want any lunch at, you know, 12 o'clock. But other par- other me- other parties, other members of the group did. I'm like, okay, now we've got a situation because now I'm going to have to start ordering food at different points. So I went and asked every single person, do you want any lunch anytime soon? And every single one of them said, yeah, I want lunch now. Like, oh, okay, well, I can go and order food. Yep, do it. I was like, right, I'm off. I went, I ordered two pizzas, two two pizza garlic bread things. Got them ordered, bought some coffees. Job done. Got everybody sat down at a table. Everybody ate. Everybody was like, food, food, food. Um, Ed bought a load of cakes for the table. So there was cake. Um, and then I'm like, right, okay, I've, I've gauged this wrong because a group of these people are definitely going to be like, I am done with climbing. So basically, we're going to have eaten lunch and then we're going to have to go home or go and do something else. Or I've hit this one absolutely wrong. I was like, what do you guys want to do? You know, Do you have any climbing energy left? Yes, absolutely. Well, let's get back at it. Come on. And I was a bit like, what is happening here? This is, I think at the point I started like planning for disaster was the point things started going the right way. So I was like, "Uh, okay, if you guys want to go and climb more, you can. One of my children was like, I don't really want to do that. I was like, that's fine. Just sit this bit out. You've been climbing all day so far. It's like, one whatever in the afternoon one of the children sat it out uh and then uh land turned up with my son so i was like right i'm going to take my son and a collection of children we're going to go and that was what we did um my middle daughter had a party to go to she went off to a party and the whole day i'm like Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go terribly, terribly wrong. And the whole thing's going to be a disaster. And it wasn't. And right at the start of the day, I was like, this is a disaster. And by the end, I was like, I I think it was a successful time. And I spoke to everybody and everybody was like, it was great. It was fine. It was wonderful. You don't need to worry. And that was kind of that. So, that was Saturday. Uh, My eldest had a friend to stay over. Which again, is one of those situations where I'm like, I want it to be good for you, I want it to be perfect for you. But it's stressful. And because they'd had like, big food at lunchtime, I was like, let's do little food for tea. Um, Which you never know if that's going to be okay and go down well, but it was fine. Um... 
got the smaller children off to bed. I was like, right, what are you doing? And they were like, we're watching a movie, and then we're going to watch this TV show. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fine. I went off and watched a movie, which we'll talk about in a bit. Not the movie, just a different thing. And I'm like, okay. And I said to them, I was like, right, you've had, you know, you've had long enough. Go to bed. And they did. That was that. Sunday. Okay. So, Sunday. Uh, I took the dog for a walk on Sunday. As I do. Nice long one. Took my little daughter. She is very quickly becoming some kind of strange young dog training extraordinaire. It's amazing to watch. Like, she can just do the dog stuff. I'm like, you are really good at this. So that was nice to have that time, that experience. And, you know, she's been doing it a little while and she's been very good at it. So I'm a bit like, you've got you got a knack for that. We get home and I was like, right. I originally said that we needed an activity and we didn't have an activity. But people were doing things. Uh, you know, my daughters were doing makeup. Um, and then there was like, oh, we're making loom bands and we're doing jewellery. And I was like, I'm kind of okay with that. And I think lunch came and went. And I was like, right, I want us to do some stuff this afternoon because we haven't had an activity all day. But first, let's get a bit of fresh air. Let's go to the park. So I took four children out of the house to the park. Four children to the park. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing, I hear you say. Yeah, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, my eldest got hit in the mouth by my youngest daughter's head. Uh, that was basically the end of the park for her. She hated everyone and everything. Complete accident, completely unintentional. I got, my, I got my youngest daughter to apologise, and then as she's in the process of apologising, I went, actually, you don't need to apologise. It was an accident. You just need to make sure she's okay. My eldest daughter was hating everything at this point in time. I was like, well, you're out. Um, so, like, some people just did not want to go to the park. I'm like, it's a park, and you're a child. There was a whole thing about there's only two swings and we took four children so only two of them could be on the swings at once well this was the end of the world because other children wanted to go on the swings and i'm like well the swings are in use right now why don't you just wait or i don't know here's an idea go on something else no i want to go on the swings well you can't the swings are in use it was one of those things where i told them they could have half an hour in the park and i told them i'd set an alarm and so far in, I changed the time on the alarm so we could leave earlier because it was a disaster. I've never seen anything like it. A load of kids in a park. Miserable. Worst possible thing I could have done all weekend. That was like, that was, that was it. They came out and they watched a movie. Uh, I'd like to tell you it was good. 
Um, I wa- it was they watched that um, Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken. I've been on at them for ages. Like going, I'm pretty sure you'd like this film. It looks very much like your kind of film. And everyone's like, yeah, let's watch Spider Man. Yeah, let's watch anything other than that film. Yeah, let's go and watch the Turtles. Let's watch anything other than that. I'm like, what is your deal with this film? So in the end, I just put it on. Like, here, watch this. I think they all enjoyed it. I didn't see it all. Uh, It was very much DreamWorks' answer to Disney's turning red for a variety of different reasons. Um... It was a little bit. It was also a little bit Mitchell's versus the Machines. If anybody's seen that, um, however, that's not. That's not. We're not. We're not at that stage yet. Um, something that's interesting. Something interesting is stepped on the scales this morning. Lost weight again. Don't know how. Don't know why. Definitely did not expect it. Um, just, just a cheeky pound. Or pound and a half, depending where you put the scales. I'll let, I'll let you discuss, you decide on that one. Um, it does mean two back-to-back weeks of weight loss. I'm expecting a full uh, a full balloon session in the next couple of weeks, where I'm like, oh, I've put on half a stone. Go figure. Um, I did listen to a podcast the other day where somebody was talking about um, the laws of thermodynamics and how you can't change them, and it made me think. Um, Think, think a little bit more about certain uh, weight-related situations. Um, final thing for the week is uh, had my youngest daughter's first parents' evening. Uh, fully expected it to go along the lines of, oh, she's she's doing real well. Uh, she's good with her with her reading and her writing and her maths. Uh, but was she raised by wolves? Is what I kept saying to people. Um, that wasn't it. She got this glowing um, parents' evening. It's not like a report, is it? It's just parents' evening, a chance for you to speak to your parents, uh, to your child's teacher. Um, the reason that I made a note to talk about it is something I often find interesting is going to school is like going to work. Um, and anybody you live with doesn't get to see you at work nine times out of ten. Going to school is the same, and if if anybody else's children are like my children, and if you say the phrase, what did you do at school today, you get the same answer, and that's nothing. You did nothing. You were there for six and a half hours, and you did nothing. That's right. What's for tea? So when you have the opportunity to do parents' evening, you do get a glimpse into what that person's like when they're not with you. And the, the teacher was telling us all this stuff. And I, I I wanted to say, sorry, who are you talking? <laughs> who are you talking about? You're not talking about my child. Because <laughs> apparently when my child goes into that school, she's a completely different person. <laughs> There were points where I was like, oh, yeah, I understand where that's coming from. Oh, well, that's a little bit of me, I'm afraid. And um, there was other points where I was like, oh, that's a little bit of a mother, I'm afraid. And and that sort of thing. And then there were points where I was like, who are we talking about again? Is What? Who is that? <laughs> it was kind of, you know, when something's 
to you is really funny, but it's not the situation where you can just roll around laughing. So I was kind of having to like keep it together. I was a bit like, that's hilarious. Um, no, that's the, that's the end of the week. No films, no TV, no nothing. The reason is I watched a film I've seen a few times before on Saturday night. Uh, what I was going to talk about, I was like, is there any substitute for a great Saturday night film? This is not a subject that I've, that I'm, I've talked about this subject before. But I spent ages going through all of the streaming shows, all the options, everything I own, anything that was new, all of that sort of stuff, trying to find the perfect Saturday night film. And in the end, I landed on Bullet Train, and it absolutely ticked every possible box that I needed it to. It was great. Uh, but it's not a new film, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk about it again. I probably reviewed it four times. Um... So yeah, there we go. Uh, computer games wise, I've been playing VR. One of those things, it's died off a little bit, not because of um, opportunity. It's because I'm trying to dedicate equal time to equal gaming platforms. And I'll give you an example. Right now, it's 10.30. By the time I finish this podcast, code it and upload it, we're looking 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is basically an hour until bedtime. That doesn't give me the time to put the VR on and get any sort of real play out of it. So I might as well just go and play Spider-Man 2. There you go. That's a prime example. Tomorrow, almost definitely playing VR tomorrow. Wednesday, definitely won't be playing VR on Wednesday. Etc, etc. There are certain days it's possible, certain days it aren't. The, the issue I've got at the moment is there's a, a good chunk of games that I want for the VR. But, you know, no money, nearly Christmas. There we go. So, let's talk about Spider-Man 2. I feel I may have been overly harsh on Spider-Man 2. And I also feel that that wasn't my fault. I feel that Insomniac Games have front-loaded Spider-Man 2 with all the busy work. Go and collect 12 bear asses. Well, I'd rather not. Okay, we'll go and collect 12 chicken eggs. Yeah? Well, you can go and take a picture if you like. Or pick up a rock. Yeah, those last two. Not kidding. Those are in the game. Um... That game front-loaded all the busy work, and I went, are you kidding me? What is this game supposed to be? Busy work the game, and that's the review I gave you guys last time. As it is, the game unfolds a little bit more, and you realise that the busy work that the game wants you to do is there to slow down the story. It's there for a very specific reason. It's, if you don't want to race through the story... Go and do some busy work. I've had entire evenings of play where I've just done side mission stuff. And not because I'm trying to drag the story out. Because I've genuinely wanted to go and do it. To get you know level progression, suit upgrades, new suits. Um, I unlocked the Into the Spider-Verse suit for... Um, well, for Miles and I got one for Peter. Um... You know, at this point in time, I'm still umming and ahhing about who 
Venom might be. But I tell you this much, as a game, the one thing that I really have to avoid is the freaking internet. Every time I go anywhere near the internet, it spoils part of the game. It's super annoying because this is one of the first games where I've actually genuinely been like, I don't want it spoiling. Every time I go near like YouTube, like I've got YouTube open on the computer. Um, not I can't physically see it right now, but it, it's there because I check out the odd YouTube video here and there whilst I'm doing the coding and uploading of podcasts, you know, while I'm waiting for stuff. Clicked on YouTube before and it was like, hey, here's a spoiler for the game that you're currently playing. I was like, come on, that's not fair. Simply put, the game has got a lot better. It's a lot more fun to play. The story is really unfolding. It's really meaty. Um, I will tell you how much this game has got better. The MJ stealth sections, which were truly the ruin of the first game, and they were the, the Miles stealth sections of the Miles Morales game, they're actually not that bad touch wood because obviously i don't know if we're finished with them but they're actually not that bad in this one they gave mj a weapon you know makes a difference and they're a little bit more forgiving than i feel the other ones were um i don't want to spoil anything for you because a lot of it's been spoiled for me which annoys me at this point in time but what i will say is um the story's chugging along nicely i'm still trying to work out who one of the characters is purely because it's never been revealed up till this point and obviously unless you've played it you don't know and i haven't got that far so you know kind of waiting and seeing i do feel i am neglecting other games uh assassin's creed and the three other games i bought uh there's been a little change in my xbox status which has kind of made me rethink the game pass situation that i was in so i might either crank through a load of the playstation games i've got and then jump back to game pass or vice versa just to drag stuff out i know pretty much there are no playstation games xbox games or whatever that i want for christmas because there isn't anything spider-man does seem to be the last game that's released but what i can say is this there's a hell of a lot of vr games that i'm uh, wanting to get on so it's looking like a vr christmas i'm very much looking forward to uh, the sales um oculus sale has been good in previous years so i'm kind of hoping it will be good this year um so there we go that is that that is the podcast for this week sorry it started out in a particular way sorry it ended in a particular way shortest version is i'm just i'm just sorry i really am uh that's it i'll catch you next time so there you go watch the internet started out a bit rough maybe finished on a little bit of a lighter note i feel you know swings and roundabouts Peaks and troughs, strikes and gutters, people. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, thank you for being here. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review and check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with us. 
that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. You've just listened to another episode of Cookie Cast. Thanks for listening.